This day in sports history. It's February 23rd, and on this day in 1985, Indiana basketball coach Bobby Knight had his most infamous meltdown. Indiana was playing at home in Assembly Hall against rival Purdue. The Hoosiers were not having the kind of year most people expected. At this point in the year, they were 14-9 overall and were just 6-7 in the Big Ten. They had lost two straight conference games, the most recent one, was a 16-point drubbing at the hands of Illinois. And things were not going well in the opening minutes of this game with the Boilermakers. Purdue was up 11-6 just five minutes into the game when Coach Knight got into an argument with official Fred Jaspers after the Hoosiers were called for their third foul in 59 seconds. Knight took a seat but kept on talking and must have said the wrong word or two because Jaspers teed him up. That brought Knight back to his feet with more words directed at Jaspers. As Purdue's Steve Reed stepped to the free throw line in front of the Indiana bench, Knight turned around and grabbed his chair and flung it across the court, helicoptering its way across the lane in front of Reed before coming to rest on the far side after being deflected by photographers on the baseline. Now, a couple of things. The chair was one of those plastic chairs that you probably sat in when you were in school and there wasn't a whole lot of weight to it. Second, Knight wasn't aiming it at Reed. It flew in front of him by about 10 feet. Neither of those points is meant to excuse the act, but merely to paint a more accurate picture if you haven't seen the video in a while. Reed was surprised to see a chair go whizzing by, but Indiana players were not. In an interview with Dan Patrick not too long ago, Dan Dockage, who played for Coach Knight that season and was there that day, said they had seen Knight throw chairs daily during practice. So now a second technical foul was called and Knight was ejected, but he refused to leave the court, continuing to yell at Jaspers and the other two officials, Ed Bova and London Bradley. Jaspers, fearing what may happen next, called for Indiana's athletics director, Ralph Floyd, to come over. While Jaspers and Floyd talked over Knight's behavior, coach continued to scream at the other officials. At that point, Jaspers walked back towards the scorer's table, indicating that Knight was being ejected and a third technical foul was called. Now, here's the thing. A few years later, Coach Knight was a guest on the David Letterman Show, and he told Dave that this was the first game that he did not wear a jacket. It was a warm February day in Bloomington, and instead he had worn only a golf shirt to the game. He said that, When he turned around to the bench after the first tech, he looked for his jacket, but it wasn't there. So he picked up the chair instead. If it had been a cooler day in Indiana and he had kept his normal routine of wearing a jacket to the game, he says he would have thrown it instead of the chair. One more case of the weather having an effect on world events. Coach Knight eventually walked off the floor but not before he issued a few more words to Jaspers, Bova, and Bradley on his way to the locker room. Indiana lost the game 72-63 for their third straight loss. Also on this day, in 1958, Formula One driver Juan Manuel Fangio was kidnapped in Cuba by Fidel Castro. This was before the revolution that would bring Castro to power. At this point, Fulgencio Batista was the man in power in Havana, and Castro's guerrilla forces were plotting in the mountains. 
Batista wanted Havana to be a southern Las Vegas, and Fangio was in the country for the second running of the Cuban Grand Prix, a race that he had won the previous year. The night before the race, Fangio was in the lobby of his hotel when a man with a gun stopped him and identified himself as a member of the 26th of July Revolutionary Movement. He then escorted Fangio out of the hotel to a waiting car. The kidnapping had been pulled off to create news of Castro's cause and make Batista look bad. Batista wasn't budging, though. He declared the race would go on as planned the next day, and it did. Sadly, in a completely unrelated incident to the kidnapping, there was a tragic accident on the sixth lap of the race that claimed the lives of seven spectators and injured another 30 when a driver lost control, left the course, and barreled into the bystanders lining the circuit. The race was red flagged and never restarted. As for Fangio, he reported that he was treated well during his brief imprisonment with Castro even issuing an apology. He was released a few hours after the race was stopped. And in 1980, Eric Hyden won the 10,000-meter speed skating event, breaking the world record by an incredible six seconds and winning his record fifth gold medal at the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid. That's all for today. More tomorrow on This Day in Sports History. This has been an original Thrive Suite production.